Are we in the upside down? Oh, absolutely. I think we're in the upside down. Tell your friends we're never aboard. You haven't heard it like this before. Yes, it's time to explore the things we care for. And though your jaw may hit the floor, we're still the weirdos you adore. We're the weirdos next door. Hello, this is Noby, he, him. And this is Nicole, they, she. And together we are the, the weirdos, weirdos next door. door. That was really good. Yeah. So, hello everybody and welcome to our third episode of the Not So Supreme. No, this is only the second. Second? I thought it was the third. No, it's the second. That, our last one was a false start. I thought we were already done. No. Okay, 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 okay. okay. No, we've only recorded the dots. All right, one, two, three. <clears throat> hello everybody and welcome back to our series on the Not So Supreme Court. The Unsupreme Court still do not have a name for it. And this is episode two, two yes. of our series. The last, the, we launched it with uh, um, the big one, talking about the, uh, the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Go, go back and check that out if you want to hear it. Uh, this one, we're talking about an even bigger, well, is it bigger? I don't know. It, we, we can't compare them. They're different. Um, but it's really huge because it is like the primary reason why the United States of America exists, the separation of church and state. Yep. Yep. But this is specifically discussing religion, religion in schools. Um, there were two decisions made. Both were six, three decisions. Surprise. Um, but one discusses funding in schools and one is prayer in schools. So we're going to start with funding, which is the Carson versus Macon case. Right. Um, so the basis for this one is in the state of Maine, more than 50% of the 260 school districts do not operate their own high schools. Um, because of this state legislature created a tuition assistance program to pay for students to attend public or private schools inside or outside of the state. Um, according to the program's requirements, the private schools must be non-sectarian or unrelated to religious groups or organizations. Um, so this basically led to three sets of parents decided that they were going to they were going to sue uh, that the the program requirement was a violation of their First Amendment rights. Uh, parents wanted to send their kids to private Christian schools that obviously did not qualify for funding. The commissioner dismissed the case, uh, so it moved up to the district court where it was also dismissed. Uh, the parents appealed the decision again, uh, appealed the district decision, and it was held again. Um, so again, just slowly made its way up the Supreme Court because all of the other courts de denied it, said, hey, no, this is not a violation of your First Amendment rights. So, so I have, I have a, um, uh, I have like, I'm, I'm kind of torn about this. I have kind of some mixed feelings, and I, I wonder if it's because of our of our um, age gap. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Is it my, you know, my my late boomer mentality or or what? But I kind of feel it's like I grew up. There was like it was all just schools. There was there was a there was a high school that was, you know, a Catholic school all the way from you know, pre-K mm -hmm. to, and they were part of, of course, I was going to a private school, mm -hmm. and we just considered them a private school, 
but they just had an affiliation with a church, yeah. right? So I, I guess they did stuff that we didn't do, like they, they prayed and stuff, mm-hmm. which we're going to get into also because yeah. that's also gotten into everywhere. Yep. But that's so yeah, the, there's, that's there's usually one. mandatory temple time, um, sort of some sort of um, sectarian studies uh, where you study the religion and the texts and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just saying that, like, you know, those have been, those are, I think a lot of institutions had some basis, you know, had, had some starting from some religious group or something, I feel like. Yeah, in, but in, that's, in some way that's or among private schools. Hmm. But like, private schools that are... Yeah, religious private schools. Right. Because, yes, there are plenty of other private schools that are not religious. Would it be fair, then, to say, okay, if you spend 10% of your uh, of your curriculum, blah, 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 time, whatever... Of, of uh, on these students for the religion, then you get ten percent less money. Is that, is that is that fair? I don't know. That's that's also asking a lot of you know school oversight and you know curriculum review. That you know most states are already horribly underfunded and doing anyway. But we are getting much off track. Um, so basically, the, the decision uh, requires the state of Maine to fund religious education at the private relig- at private religious schools as part of their state tuition assistance program. Um, the ACLU has come out and said uh, the first this is officially the first time the court has explicitly required taxpayers to, to support specifically religious activity. Um, the opinions, of course, the majority of pin- the majority opinion. Is uh, made by Robert Thomas Alito Gorsuch Kavanaugh and Coney Barrett. Um, a lot of this bases around the 2002 Zellman decision that allowed school vouchers to be used for sectarian schools. Um, however, that tis, that decision hinges on uh, the the specific quote is private citizens can direct government aid uh, to religious schools wholly as a result of their own genuine and independent private choice. Um, and there's actually a, a whole like questionnaire that they determined to determine what private choice is. And that includes, uh, have a valid secular purpose. Aid must go to the parents, not to the school. Uh, a broad class of beneficiaries must be covered. Uh, the program must be neutral with respect to religion and there must be adequate, uh, non-religious options. Um, so basically with this new decision, all of those are still satisfied, except that aid must go to the parents, not schools. Um, it seems like previous to this case... Um, you had a voucher, and if you're going to a certain school, the school would get that voucher, and they would use that to, to, to pay for your kid. Yeah, I, the parent, handed the school this voucher. Yeah. That is the important part of this. And basically, what is now occurring is... I get the money. Yeah, I, I hand it directly it to the school. Now the state is handing money directly to the school. That is the issue here. That is the the, the breakdown of the very, very thin wall that is the separation of church and state. 
is we are now officially the government saying it is okay for us to hand money over to this religious school. Okay, wait a minute. Are, are, are we saying that the, the law previously was... Previously was that, that, that number two thing, that aid must go to the parents, not schools. Right. That was the case from that, that 2002 Zellman decision that, that officially uh, uh, defined what private choice is in a legal sense as it applies to religion funding or religious school funding. Mm -hmm. So now the 2022 decision still basically keeps that private choice part except for the parent being the intermediary officially saying that this is my choice and 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 being the person who hands off the 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 voucher um so basically we're removing that that parental uh intermediary again i don't know how this is going to look legislative wise because there has to be obviously some sort of census as to how many i mean i guess just as a whole all of those students at that at those religious schools are are officially being paid for by the state so all i have to say is i have three thousand students at my school you have to give me money for three thousand students now hmm. that's interesting yeah so again the fact that we are handing money direct government state taxpayer money to schools just directly um, wouldn't don't they get isn't that where it ends up anyway because they were giving the vouchers to the parents to like pay for their kids educate you know secondary high school education you got a voucher but you couldn't use it at religious schools oh they wanted to be able to use their vouchers at that at, school. at religious schools okay okay I'm tracking now it took me for a second there uh like, yeah, if you want your kid to go to a non-religious charter school or a private school that isn't religious, super cool. Great. Awesome. Here's your voucher. Go knock yourself off. Go, go, go pick your school. You want your kid to do online homeschooling? Sure. Awesome. We'll pay for the program. That's what that, what this used to say. Now they're saying we're even going to pay for religious schools. So we're paying for your kid to get a Catholic education. We're paying for your kid to get a super conservative anti anti queer anti lgbtq uh, yeah. pro life education that's what we are paying for now yeah cuz that's what these parents are hoping happens is and now now that is the scary part now there is state funded indoctrination cool officially more than there was already well yeah i would say it, it existed before well, religious indoctrination, I guess, is what I should say. There. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then in the dissenting opinion, um, we have Breyer, Kagan, and Sotomayor. And this says, The First Amendment begins by forbidding the government from making any law respecting... Uh, an establishment of religion. It next forbids them from making any law prohibiting the free exercise thereof. The court today pays almost no attention to the words of the first clause while giving almost exclusive attention to the words of the second. 
um, Sotomayor adds in her addition to the uh, dissenting opinion, what a difference five years makes. Mm -hmm. In in 2017, I feared that the court was leading us to a place where separation of church and state is a constitutional slogan, not a constitutional commitment. Today, the court leads us to a place where separation of church and state becomes a constitutional violation. Wow. Uh, If a state cannot offer subsidies to its citizens without being required to fund religious exercise, any state that values its historic anti-establishment interests more than this court does not have does not have to curtail the support it offers to its citizens. Uh, yeah. With growing concern, with growing concern from where this court will lead us next, I respectfully dissent. Yeah. Like that's like just that dissenting line alone. With growing concern for where this court will lead us next, I dissent. I, it just. <laughs> A question just uh, uh, popped up in my head. It's like, can the Supreme Court, like, bring up their own cases to consider? Or can they revisit their their past uh, uh, things and say, like, you know, that whole thing that we did at the blah, 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 we, yeah, that was when the court was, like, stacked erroneously. Well, or, that that's disingenuous. What what is going to occur with a lot of this is we have to hope that in the next session another case comes up that we might be able to to pull one of the more conservative justices or two actually mm-hmm. back over and say like but, but these things because now just like we've been fighting or just like they've been fighting to overturn Roe for fifty years. Now the long haul starts to to do our own legislative judicial bullshit of playing the numbers game. Yeah. And another 50 years is really terrifying. Yeah. But. Um, so I'll separate church and state. Yeah. So, so we are now uh, officially government funding religious schools. Super cool, right? So awesome. That, Basically, that that's what what uh, what door has has been opened here. The possible benefit um, could be okay. Now we're using taxpayer money at at religious schools. Okay, that means religion now gets taxed. That's that's the hello. Only, that's the only good thing Has anybody i can talked see about that, that yes people are talking about okay. it um it's just we also know how much the conservative side has loved you know gutting anything and everything about the irs uh, you know would they ever approve that change to our tax code like hmm. it it's there's a whole legislative nightmare and giant bureaucratic checklist in between us and that actually becoming the case, but they opened the door. Um, I also think that if these schools accept these vouchers, they must adhere to certain things. In addition to, you know, in fact, like you can't teach, um, you can't teach uh, um, religion in your religious school for these students that are using the vouchers. (laughs) They have to go to a special room where they, they get to like you know eat ice cream and play video games while everyone else has to pray. 
know because I, I guess it's one of those things of it's still that the parents are choosing that that's where they want their kids to go so obviously they they want their child to have a religious upbringing that's already an opt-in right that's what it's supposed to be in the first place someone should not be forced to go to a catholic school against their will like (laughs) that sounds terrible right that's not the only case that's dealing with religion in schools right actually dealing with religion in schools but also church and state correct yes right and that's the uh it's the prayer prayer in school specifically prayer on the football field yep kennedy versus bremerton school district yeah so a high school football coach has been praying on the field after football games and he says that it's protected under the first amendment for Mm -hmm. free speech so he started doing it six, seven years alone, and players started slowly, quote-unquote, voluntarily joining him. And the group kept growing, right? Got bigger and bigger. And parents started complaining. Uh, players reported feeling kind of compelled to participate or risk losing playing time. Those that have been coerced. The school board had no clue for seven years when they were praised by another team for allowing this behavior. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, of course, they reinforced their policy and, uh, and training on religion, offered accommodations. Try, they try to, like, give them white options, right? Instead of being so publicly out there praying, like, privately somewhere else. But that's not what he wanted, was it? No, that's not what this is about. <laughs> um, so he then went went to social media after one of the, the meetings that he had with, with the school he said, I think I just got fired for praying. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't. He didn't get fired for praying. This wasn't even when he was put on leave. Created this giant media frenzy uh, and, and an, an even further environment where the other coaches and players felt unsafe. Uh, the coach continued to pray after games. Um, he, at that point, he was then placed on leave. And interestingly right. enough, no, no one gathered to pray without him or his initiation. You mean like uh, like the assistant coach or the uh, um, or the captain of the uh, the or no. one of the captains would go out. The captains would lead the team out there. Come on, guys, coach is gone. We gotta support. We show our solidarity. So let's go out there and pray. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no one, no one went to do it without him. Um, so he was after he was placed on leave and the school year ended. The school opted not to renew his employment and coaching contract. Which is perfectly there. That's purview. within their rights. Yep. Um, so this isn't even suing for a wrongful termination. He was never terminated. Um, this is a, he's going after them for a violation of his, his civil rights. First Amendment rights. Yeah. Um, so he sued uh, the school district. Uh, district court denied. The circuit court also denied. The Supreme Court denied his first petition. This was... Uh, when, when RBG was around. Yeah, when yeah. RBG was still around. So he didn't get the full support of the court that was right. there. Um, so it was remanded to uh, circuit court again. Circuit court failed it again, said that this is not not a case. So it went back up to the Supreme Court again. Where for now... This. Yeah, and now we're here. We have a stacked court. Um, so again, uh, the majority opinion is Gorsuch, Roberts, Alito, Thomas, uh, Coney Barrett, and Kavanaugh. Uh, and the, the 
little little soundbite from that one is respect for religious expressions is indispensable to life in a free and diverse republic whether those expressions take place in a sanctuary or on a field or whether they manifest through spoken word or a bowed head here a government entity sought to punish an individual for engaging in a brief quiet personal religious observance doubly protected by the free exercise and free speech clauses of the first amendment you know it may be brief it may have been brief and it may have been audibly quiet but because he walked out to the middle of the field probably to shake the, the opposing team's coach's hand and then turned around faced the faced the, the home team and then knelt and started praying started like coercing coercing you know the players to to participate as well that's what the issue is and that's what he just kind of kept doing yep he wanted to keep doing like he he it doesn't sound like he made it very clear that you could opt out he it doesn't sound like he made it very clear that he would not hold it against you if you did not do this because players said that they mm -hmm. thought they would lose playing time if they didn't join him in his little because it, it crossed from it was somewhere in between real like religious and like a, a football pep talk like like your coach pep talk he yeah. he kept on he would weave these lines so he probably would be like well if you're if you miss the the post meeting post game meeting like blah 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 so he's making it mandatory again i'm not sure if these things were actually said but it's like i i can see where where he blurted the line and probably got away with a lot for a long time because mm. yeah a, a school board member maybe did go to a game at some point in those seven years and just saw maybe didn't hear the prayer part of it or and just saw the like y'all did really good out there tonight blah, blah, whatever your your dude sport ball yeah, bullshit I guess. is because you know i played high school football yeah i was i, I started um, both offense and defense, because mm -hmm. not because I'm a, um, uh, an athletic uh, a marvel, but uh, mainly because there were like 56 people in my class. That's <laughs> what you're supposed to do in the, the Midwest and the South. You, you do sports ball stuff. I did the sports ball. And I did the wrestling stuff. I did it for one season. My freshman season. Got my letter jacket, then stopped. And then got bored and <laughs> did football for my senior year because... The senior year of football is great because you're on top already. So I came in, I just kind of snuck in, <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> but often it's always been when you're when you're playing or in a game or even after a game and you have like a like a quick chatter meeting. It's like it's like come on, come on everybody, take a knee. And it's just because take a break, rest mm -hmm. yourself for a second here while we talk to you. Yep. So it you're already set for prayer, right? Yep. Hmm. So then on the dissenting side, again from Sotomayor, Breyer, and Kagan, uh, they say, this case is about whether a public school must permit a school official to kneel, bow his head, and say a prayer at the center of a school event. The Constitution does not authorize, let alone require, public schools to embrace this conduct. Hmm. This decision does a disservice to schools and the young citizens they serve, as well as to our nation's longstanding commitment to the separation of church and state. Yeah, totally. That's like common sense. This other shit was just twisting stuff left and right. Yeah. It seems like when the school started really finding out and getting complaints, they then were like, oh, well, shit, do, we, we must need to beef up our 
our training, like they tried to do all of the right things. They offered him accommodations. They off mm-hmm. they they did additional trainings. They beefed up their policy book. They tried to do all the right shit. But then he wouldn't be the center of attention like a white man. Yeah, like he literally to be. in in some of his interviews he talks about literally being inspired by like some football movie it's like i don't i don't care (laughs) this is not we are marshall or whatever bullshit do it do it in your office alone go home and pray i i don't know go to church and fucking pray go go get a job at church or you know do do something go volunteer with coach a catholic football team and they're very strong because you know, they they recruit. They, they recruit. But, um, like, I'm trying... What, what's the other thing? Uh, um, f- fellowship of student-athletes or whatever. Like, there's usually a group on campus at public schools that is specifically Christian athletes. Yeah. <laughs> go, go sponsor that group. Yeah. Go hang out with them, but you don't need to bring everyone else into it. Right. <laughs> uh... So the ACLU comment on this one is, um, this decision is deeply disappointing and undermines the religious liberty of public school students. As the Supreme Court recognized over 60 years ago, it's inherently coercive for school officials to pray with students while on duty. Uh, Today's ruling ignores that basic principle and tramples the religious freedom Mm -hmm. of students who may not share the preferred faith of their coaches and teachers. Yep. Yep. Pretty, pretty straightforward. Yep. But... He brought the case again and got lucky with a new court that leans in his favor. Yeah, and he's not there anymore, so there's no no way like you know, dissenting people could go out there and just surround his group and just while they're kneeling, they stand. No one can see them. Just make a big crowd and start face face the crowd, start dancing. <laughs> just hide the fact that they're praying. <laughs> no. But it's just it's ridiculous. I I don't I don't get it. This, well, this whole ideal that we literally, one of the, the basis of what this entire country was about, was supposed to be found out, founded on. You knew it was going to happen the minute they confirmed Barrett. Oh, absolutely. The, the, the moment that they, they pushed through Amy. Kavanaugh, still not qualified, but had a little more, he had a little more experience, right? I mean, technically. She only had like one year as a judge. She has never tried a case. She has never tried a case. Never tried a case and all of a sudden is now. She's a Supreme Court justice for the rest of her fucking life. This, it needs to be impeachable. They need to impeach the fuck out of those people. Like, it it doesn't make sense. (laughs) Are we in the upside down? We, We have to be. I think we're in the upside down. So yeah, it's been it's been a bit frustrating over over the past week or so, couple weeks as as these opinions have been coming out because even though the the history we were taught was incredibly whitewashed, it is an absolute erosion of, of the, what we were taught of what we were taught of the because yeah who were we who were we watching the other day that uh, he was like, I don't know, I was in AP U.S. history. They talked all the time about stare decisis and precedent. What the fuck? Where did it go? You know. And it's like, yeah, I had that pounded into my head in AP U.S. history with stare decisis and fucking what what previous courts decide will be held even if you disagree. It's bullshit. Oh, well. It's tough. It's been tough. Yeah. 
And I think, you know, um, doing this little series here is sort of in our own way, sort of helping us kind of spread the word. Yeah, it's helping us process through the, the feelings involved and uh, again, like going through and finding the background info as to how these decisions were actually made is, is just wild to me. So he was he was actually using words of like he was like using religious terms. He was like, "Let's all pray now," mm -hmm. and say like, you know, "Dear God, blah blah blah." Um, you know, thank you for this win, all this kind of stuff, and yep. you know, please help a, a, a Jason's uh, a arm heal faster and that kind of shit. Yeah, we need to blow out his ACL next year. Come as, on. As opposed to, all right, good game, guys. Let's have like you know, let's have like thirty seconds of quiet, just to reflect, yep. and appreciate and be grateful. So it's silent, yep. silent prayer. Yeah, like, loud? like again, I was I was raised in Texas. Like, don't get me wrong, I overheard many a coaches praying, but it was always opt in, and it was almost always actually we're gonna take a moment of silence, and they would sometimes go off and do their own thing. Mm. Like I never had coaches literally throw it in everybody's faces. Yeah, and and pull you in and make you feel like you had to do it. I want to. I want to see this. Uh, this coach's uh, Facebook page. We're gonna. We're gonna have to look. Look it up. And just, he's probably just a major, major douche. Well, he's probably just one of. He's probably turned himself into one of those. You know, just right wing YouTubers that influencers that had a little bit of social media when all of this started, and got some attention and has fooled people into thinking he's important and that you should support him for some reason. Yeah. Well, I know what we're going to do mean, about he, this. He was able to, to fund all of these trips to court somehow. Oh. Because that, that's what all of this is. It's who has money to keep on fucking fighting it. He wasn't paying his own money. No. He, he was being funded. Oh, I know. He was being funded. Just I like Ricky that. Schroeder funded But that's that's what all of this is anyway. Yeah. About the money. I bet he has uh, um, um, like AR-15s as well. Probably. And speaking of AR-15s, one of our upcoming episodes is going to be about gun control. Yeah. Because there was a re there was a the, the, the court. There was a concealed carry decision. Yes, and they managed to like just kind of like, you know what? We're just going to throw this, some extra nails here in the coffin. Yep. Just like just to show you, they're like it's really. I feel like we're being taunted. We we know y'all just passed like quote unquote meaningful gun legislation, but here take this. Yeah. So that's 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 upcoming. So uh, be sure to stay tuned and uh, um, watch for our next episode uh, of our um, not not so Supreme Court series of uh, the the Weirdos Next Door. Come check us out on WeirdosOnline.com, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Bye. Smash your social mores with the Weirdos Next Door.